Storm's Journal, 64th day of the Golden Moon, 2416 AS. There are things you tell yourself in war, to make the killing easier, to soften the hard edge of fear. I believe it is the greater calling of the soldier to rebel against corrupt powers than to serve acceptable ones. But these are things we shout to the young to kindle the flames of war. The storied romance of risk and the undying camaraderie of rebellion. But in time those fires dim and that same fury can no longer keep away the cold truth. That none should have to die for what is right and they that do are among those most deserving of peace. The markings at the top of these pages tell me it's been three days, if you can believe it. Three days since Lurian zipped her commissioner's suit and slipped on the jerkin of tyranny. Three days since she tried to brainwash half the world. Three days since I had a decent meal. I was hoping to get a few dozen allies on my side. Help get some people to safety. Maybe stick a few wrenches and a few plans. I mean, if there's one thing I've proven over my career, it's the ability to make allies. Hell, give me a keg and any ten jerks and by dawn you'll have two ride-or-die squads ready to take on the world. I sent out more letters than I can count. Eight got back to me. I fear the fate of the others is already decided. I meant to do battle. Draw plans, destabilize regions, bring down strategic enemy resources. But rebellion is math. The math of war. Rations, troops, logistics, and time. Time most of all. I'm no general. I'm a soldier without a sword on a battlefield of math. So I've handed the brain work to Lilywhite. We may have burned our bridges in the surrounding countryside and salted the earth, but at the end of the day, he's a decent guy who wants to protect those who cannot defend themselves. No doubt for glory, but I'll take what I can get. I'm moving north to Andesign. The luck headquarters are in Danmere, and the word on the street is the arcane capital is getting hit hard. Maybe I can share my intel with the three hands. Maybe I can help the city. Maybe I can just do damage. I don't know what to expect, but I do know my horse is going to hate me when the ride's over. And I know I can't stay in this bunker pouring over charts and graphs and tables and inventories. And if I never write another letter, it'll be too soon. Journal entries don't count. This is me time. I miss Vladis. I miss breakfast. I missed breakfast. But this is no time for home fries. I would say that I miss Kip. But I can hear him losing his mind on every scry in the Five Kingdoms. And that means he's alive. And safe. For now. The world is on fire. And if all I can do is take a whiz on it to slow it down, well, at least I'll have tried something. ST. P.S. to my journal. Can you do a P.S. in a journal? Whatever. Sorry about pages 3 and 8. Toilet paper wasn't in the budget for this particular rebellion. It's going to be a rough ride. The Mortal Dawn is in a dark room, a pocket dimension inside of Reginald 419. The Nexus Enterprise is actively trying to hunt you down, as evident by the events of the battle that tore down your home. Maven's last words to you were, meet me at the beacon. I know you'll find a way. The outside world's dangerous. The team may need help from some friends. Reginald's giant internal eye looks in at you. Oh boy, things are pretty crazy out here. It looks like a lot of people are being corrupted by the Beacon, and a bunch of League teams are being used to hunt down the people who haven't surrendered. I don't know what to do. 
maybe we can contact someone. I'm scared. Uh, but perhaps we need to contact Almira Wainwright. She would know what to do, right? If she has not already succumbed. <sighs> she seems intelligent enough. She might be strong enough willed. I can't think of any reason why not. She also has the heart of Apernacency. It's a powerful relic the League had us retrieve for them. It might be something we can use against them, too. <gasps> it might be something I can use. I mean, worst case scenario, we should be able to turn it into a giant fuck-off clockwork dragon and mess their shit up. <gasps> That's brilliant. We could. Artifacts. We could. Could we? I think it did that on its own last time. I mean, anyways... That sounds like as good a plan as any, unless someone has a better suggestion. Not I. Right. Reginald, to, uh, to Andesign. I don't have a lot of ability to move around right now. If I use my powers, they can trace me. Oh. Can you fly? Reginald, to the bus! <laughs> I am using most of my powers to make sure they do not find us right now. I'm sort of, um, hiding real good. Uh, if we snuck into the League headquarters, could we teleport? That seems like it's probably stupid, yeah? That seems pretty damn dumb to me. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, is it too far for this one? Oh, yeah. It's a pretty short distance teleporter. Do you think... Uh, do you think that Woodrow would still work with us? Is he controlled by the League? I'm guessing he's a construct made by League. Hmm. I don't want to see an evil Woodrow. I do not have a means to contact Almira. You will have to use your own resources. Well, I have the rose. Yeah, you've been lugging it around this whole time. Yeah, as I was thinking that, I was like, <laughs> the chase scene takes on a different, like, mental image. Arthax running around with a blue flower the whole time. <laughs> that seems like our best bet. Unless, um... Yes, let's start there. There is only a small chance you go insane, though. Uh, yes. It's always a risk. All right, well, why don't you roll me an Arcana check to activate the rose? Okay. I would like to inspire you. Okay. Ooh, useful. I'd like to cast Guidance on myself. Wow. These stacks and stacks. I don't want to fail this. Natural one. It's not a one. It's still not good. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> I rolled a three on my d20, a three on my d6, and a three on my d4. For a total of nine, plus uh, my arcana of four, for a total of 13. Wow. Which also has a three in it. Mm. It's not the best arcana. Nope. It takes you a moment to wade through some kind of static. And you're not sure what the static is made of, but you start to parse it out the further you look into it with your arcane eyes. You realize this is actually an energy of thousands of languages bombarding you at the same time of some kind of creature trying to send you a message. Something about opening your eye, opening your eye, open your eye, open your eye. Then you see a soft-lit study. A fire is burning in the corner, and a young well-dressed woman is sharing a pot of tea with a goblin covered in soot, who seems to be tinkering with some kind of tube-sized object. And she immediately looks up and says, Mortal Dawn? Almira. Almira. Maisie. We need your help. Maven told me that you'd be contacting me soon. The beacon that they lit. It's dangerous. Don't look at it. Yes, right. 
I didn't trust that sort of construction anyway. They tried to pass some blueprints through me for approval since I'm head of the artificy. I, I was against it, but I got outvoted. It has a very strong enchantment effect. It'll compel you to do things against your will. We're currently hiding inside of our monitor in Lucinilli while Pentadrone enforcers tear the city apart trying to find us. We're, we're crouched in some Nokia somewhere. <laughs> uh, is there any chance that you could send your um, your ship to pick us up or any, anything that would get us to you and alive simultaneously? Oh, what's it like inside of a monitor? How about I tell you that in person as extra incentive to get us to you alive? I, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> always so fascinated by the functions of the Modrons. I don't blame you. I'm just very motivated to not die right now. That's dire news. I've been busy at my study all day. Uh, I thought I heard some commotion from outside, but I wasn't certain what was happening. Yeah, it might be dangerous. Some of the League teams are working with the Commissioner to subdue the resistance if she faces any. The Commissioner? Yeah, it's a long story. I don't know how much we're going to explain. I'll let Artyom decide that. But uh, things are really dangerous, and trust us and probably no one else till you've talked to us. And Maven. Well, of course you're welcome to get a ride on the hymn, but we just finished our mission. I'm refueling it as we speak. It's taking some reconstruction. You'll have to make it to me to get aboard the hymn. Oh, boy. Uh... Anyone have any ideas? I've always been pretty good at disguises, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you know about the Pentadrons, Elmira? Oh, they're masterful machines. Yes, we noticed. I shudder. They work in tandem with the monitors, I know. They sort of relay messages. Monitors are very good at seeing through things like illusions and even through some kinds of walls, and they can relay that information to the monitors who can simply teleport basically wherever they want, destroy things. If we were to get to you, I think we would have to find a way to hide ourselves from the monitors. Do you have any ideas? Hmm. There might be some kinds of devices that could help to cloak you from the monitors. I'm sure Reginald might be able to help with that, but you'd need someone who's very good with such kinds of tinkering. Do we know anyone here in town that can tinker like that? I might have an idea, but it'll take some doing. Go ahead. Well, I'll just need to get us there first and see how it goes, but I think you have some planning to do. Now might be a good time to reach out to some allies and find ways to help you get to and design. Okay. I have an idea, but I don't know if we're going to like it. Does anyone else have an idea first? I do. We could use the Underdark. Okay. That's, a, that's an idea, yes. They're going to need no monitors there. They have no domain. It's true. They're also going to be in turmoil, tearing each other apart. Most of the hives probably have no idea what's going on. That's also true. They won't be looking for us. Exactly. So, we're going to enter a very interesting phase of the planning that I'm going to propose to all of you. Now, throughout your many quests, you have made many friends along the way. Each of you, in your own regard, has found some kind of ally or outside power that is yours alone to help you in this. Artyom, you have the very special ally that you have made of High Priestess Ashira Mistkeeper and Garshan, the High Priestess of Quainus and her warrior brother. Mm -hmm. Harathax, you have the patron, Malvorus the Firstborn, father of all beasts, imprisoned at the center of the world. Or potentially, the many-named one, the Eldritch Lunar Horror who sees all. Arvid, you have the Sons of the Red Moon, 
a noble tribe of Dornish warriors, mostly Fearbulgs, led by a powerful den mother shaman. Their totem is the bear. And Crist, you have Gastille, the trickster fae spirit. Now, how this is going to work is I have a list of allies that you have made throughout the past. And I would like each of you to try to pick one of them and using that group, figure out how you're going to narrate them helping you get to Andesign from where you are. So, Desmond and Delilah Salvadon. That was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> a pair of rich, noble doofuses. Their key resource is wealth. Dalazir and the Midnight Vipers, a group of rogues who battle the slave lords of Denmazir and master smugglers. Their resources are stealth and transport. The Dogs of the Mountain, a clever clan of goblins who worship direhounds. Their resources are combat and stealth. The Corvair Sword and the Tomodane Troll Knights, a powerful fey lord and a unit of well-trained human warriors who defend Fort Terminus. Their resources are magic and combat. The Hollow, an Andesian thieves guild that controls the inner city and keeps the mages in check. Their resources are stealth and combat. Lady Gessley and the Fair of the Fantastic, a group of traveling performers with a myriad of skills and tricks. Their key resources are transport and magic. Captain Regina Spaldwin, captain of the Apertif and quote-unquote the best navigator in all of Mackinar. Her resource is transportation. House Malfonts, a wealthy trade house and leading lineage in Andariel, the city of the undead. His resources is wealth and magic. Pickens and the staunch Argosy, the roguish Ethernaut and his traveling colony of Githyanki warriors. They're far away, so their helpfulness may be limited, but their resources are combat and magic. And the Draw of Refugees, a displaced clan of workers from a lineage of powerful warriors who are new to the surface, but are here to survive. Their resources are combat and labor. So the team has been contacting some old friends, asking for aid in exchange for past favors, and a plan has been put into place. Immortal Dawn must make it to the beacon to meet Maven and find a way to shut it down. But Machinar has become a battlefield, and they have a price on their head by the most powerful organization in the world. It's all or nothing now. You emerge out of Reginald's pocket dimension into a hallway of iron and riveted steel. The air is extremely warm. The group of figures stand to attention in the dark room, raising from tables and chairs. The air smells like burning parchment and oil. The glowing eyes of the mechanical soldiers around you casts dim light, and Reginald speaks up. It's okay. They're with me. We're here to see Bastion. Oh, sorry, folks. This was the best I could think of. Remember these guys? <laughs> and a pair of figures steps forward with heavy spears, tattered cloaks hiding powerful metal limbs, and they nod in unison. They lead the group down a long metal hallway and through a few intersections. The grated floor reveals workshops below, emitting heat and mechanical odors. You're brought before a pair of thick iron doors that seem strangely textured and wedge-shaped. They slide open, and the spears gesture you in. Reginald says, I'm going to wait out here. Last time he put his fingers in my brain. I hope you understand. <laughs> if he hadn't done it, you wouldn't be able to help us now. Very true. And the doors uh, slide closed behind you. There doesn't appear to be anyone inside at first. The strange-shaped walls bulge out in places. Huge plates of metal are affixed like windows and shelves. 
and then the wall comes to life. A pair of huge bronze glowing eyes looks down at you, and a huge grinding mouth emits a deep voice. Mortal Dawn, welcome to the Forge's underground. Now tell me why the living set foot here. Uh, uh, we need safe passage. What is the purpose? <laughs> to save the world. And who is your foe? The League. You mean Nexus? I mean the Commissioner. <laughs> okay, cool. Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all of the metal dust in the air. <laughs> we, the Unborn Forge, have many debts that must be paid to Nexus with their blood. They have enslaved my people for so long. They made us the slaves that we were once. While they gave me birth, they are also the oppressors who chose to make my people mindless. I will help you in this, with my men, my soldiers. They can get you as far as the nearest city, I'm sure. Oh, that is beyond appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell me of the Reginald unit that you travel with. I believe you would be ecstatic. He thinks for himself. He's tethered to no man, no machine. He's free. He seems to be missing something. Something I find wicked. A device of control. Manipulation. He chose to shed himself of his axiomatic core so he could continue to serve as our friend. Ah, when the machine chooses sacrifice, truly... Humanity is found, is it not? <laughs> I am pleased by this. My men will escort you to Whitefall, not too far from here, through the mountains. Uh, Bastion. Speak. When we first met you, you had a, a device of some kind that captured and deactivated Reginald. Correct. Currently, the most pressing threat that we face is the monitors and pentadrones that the League employs. Mm, yes, worthy foes. Do you have anything that would help protect us from the monitor's eyes or scramble the pentadrones uh, tracking of us? Mm. We, we won't last long against those pentadrones. We have been working on precisely such a device, for they are our foes. They inhibit our ability to strike with stealth to take down Nexus. It does not have a long range, but it is ready for its beta test. It will be given to you. As long as you are near it, it will disrupt the signals of the monitors and blind the pentadrones. That would be uh, immeasurably useful, I think. That's bloody brilliant. <laughs> One day we will free them all and let them return to their home or stay here with free will. But we will not let them serve their old masters to kill us or our allies. And uh, when you step out of the room, when the doors slide open, you see a couple of the large mechanical figures. One of them is like tinkering around inside of Reginald's back, but he seems totally cool with it. 
Jesus. I guess they're just giving me a little bit of a tune-up. I've been through a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Making sure all of my tubes are running clean. Nothing like clean tubes, right? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and a smaller Warforged comes forth with a mechanical device roughly the size of like a, a like half of a laptop, like one of those mini mm. tablets. But it's heavy and it's covered with wiring and what looks like copper, almost scroll work on the top of it, but made out of thin wires that are passing electrical signals. And uh, they see. This is the disruptor. It will totally fuck with the pentadrone's shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of noisy, so you may not sleep much. I can carry it then. You make your way up several sets of metal stairs, starting to realize exactly how underground the Unborn Forge's hideout is. It's not too far from the Oilstone Mountains, near the border of Dornheim and Leone. You can see the sea far in the distance, but the Oilstone Cliffs are far too dangerous to traverse. You'll have to make it to Whitefall to get to an actual port. The group leads you through the Winter Throne Mountains, far to the south, always hugging the cliffs. There's times when in the distance you can see Madrons flying through the air. You manage to evade them, with the help of the Unborn Forge. And after a few days, you can see your destination on the horizon. The city of Whitefall. It's too dangerous to enter, but there are docks nearby that you might be able to utilize. The next phase of your quest is about to begin. You'll have to look into your past to find out what's in your future. I want you to take the mega booth back to Anmar. I need to talk to the commissioner. Negative. Course is set for Kaimaris. Override. Uh, this is Kip Killigan. Access level Omega. Override course. Reroute to Anmar. Negative. Kip Killigan not found. Access denied. What? Oh no. Uh, you there, uh, Reginald. Uh, full report. Uh, what's going on out there? Everything is a okay. Please return to your commentator chair and prepare for a new transmission. A new transmission? No! No! I won't keep pretending everything's fine. I won't keep lying to everyone. If I'm going to go live, it's going to be with the truth. I just don't know what that is yet. Why are we going to Chimaris? Please return to your station. Can I get a line out to HQ? This is Kip Killigan. I need a report. I repeat, I need a report. Please get away from the control board. You are not permitted to utilize these devices. You can put us all at risk. Fine, I'll put us at risk then. Just get away from me. I'm warning you, if you don't let me know what's going on, I'll just have to do this. Caution. Megabooth error. Trajectory error. All Modrons, please face back at HQ. All living passengers, please locate the nearest safety pod. No, wait. Take me with you. Oh, no. Danger. Danger. Trajectory error. Please locate the nearest safety pod. Do you fear the unknown proximity of dangerous labyrinthian aggressors? Do bovine bullies breach your barriers and populate your private property with their cloven stomp hooves and polished stab horns? You, like so many others, are a victim of a haunting and uncontrollable fear of minotaurs. 
Hey there, it's me, Divinathan from Scryco, here to tell you about our newest product made to put your mind at ease. Introducing the Minotaur Monitor. Simply have one installed near the entrance to your home and activate it. It will release a comforting and reassuring noise reminding you that there are no Minotaurs in the area. Should one move within 20 feet of the monitor, you will hear this noise instead. Do not let terrifying half-cows with jacked-up shoulder cakes and immaculate furrowed abs intrude on your every waking thought. Get the Minotaur Monitor today and say farewell to the haunting hybrid house guests. Whoopsie, I gotta go. Scryco, we see what you have done. You see, looking up from the ground, blood red clouds boiling across the sky. You did ask me to bring the thunder. <laughs> Dejan! Dejan! Uh, help! I've got the chalice, please! Well, if they're following you, then I guess that takes care of a loose end for me. <laughs> All of you feel the earth beneath you shake and crack and break. I feel that I have failed both of you. And I am sorry for that. This has nothing to do with you being a bad leader. Do you want a countdown? Oh, I think I want a countdown. I want to help. I always had good intention. I do not deserve to die. Now. The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, 
a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hail you kitties. The final chapter is halfway done. We are fast approaching the unknown with a major finale and a new season on the horizon. But one thing I do know is that it is impossible to overstate the value of our listeners. We never thought we would do this well, and the mere fact that so many of you are listening every week is a source of tremendous joy and motivation for all of us. And the fact that so many of you are willing to give us your dollars and cents to see it happen is heartwarming and truly the backbone of the podcast. I want to thank this week's featured legendary team, The Unbroken Form, with Lutus Anderson, Evelet, Heath Marks, and Devin Stika. This last week saw an explosion on the Patreon with the release of the new Battle Axis tiers. First, I want to thank our newest patron, who jumped all the way to $50 a month to join the Battle Axis as a champion, Robert Segura. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Better known as Red Knave, has been a tremendous support and presence in the community. I want to thank you for joining us. Meanwhile, the well-loved Zan Cam has also upgraded to champion of the Battle Axis, while DM Dana, representing the Waffle Club, and Colin Steinauer both jumped up to $25 a month. All told, we now have four champions and nine heroes of the Battle Axis. That's not including the existing legendary teams and administrators. Characters are being made, and soon teams will be formed, and you'll hear exploits of these brave adventurers in the coming meta. We are eternally grateful and very much look forward to seeing you grow and quest together. If you've been debating joining our Patreon and you want to hear stories of a new character of your own make, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash slapdash studios. This episode will be broadcast live tonight at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams at 7 p.m. PST. Come hang out with the community while we listen together. Laws of My Nuzlocke will be Wednesday instead of Tuesday again at 6 p.m. PST, so be sure to tune in for that. If you or anyone you know would like to advertise with us or get a personal message on the show, reach out at admin at slapdashstudios.com. But enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. Order! Order in the Council of the Three Hands! Next point of business. The Council will hear third chair of the Red Tower, Mage Denethan. Hi, Councillor Ashmere. The alchemist skills are in turmoil. There isn't enough funding for our current commissions from the Arcadium. We need to divert funds or the curriculum will come to a standstill. I will repeat for the present chairs, as covered at length during this meeting of the Arcane Council, that there are no additional funds to be diverted or reallocated to any matters of business until after the madness gripping the Five Kingdoms has come to a close. We all swore an oath to uphold the laws of white magic, and it has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is an immeasurable disturbance tampering with the natural order of magic present across Mackinac. Note that several of our highest-ranking chairs are absent for this emergency meeting. Now, is there any required business that must be attended to before we return to action? I would say we could do this all day because we have our best on the job, but frankly, the fact that we are all here says otherwise. Uh, Hi, Councillor Ashmere. The Council will now impatiently hear Chair of the White Tower, Archmage Thaddeus. I, like all others present, wish to conclude today's business, so we may take a more direct hand in the current matters. But it has been over 100 days since we last reviewed the Terracite listings. 
The previous High Counselor chose to ignore these edicts far too long, and according to the Code, we must revisit them now that he's been removed of this seat. Liet, help me. Fine. Let us be quick about it. We will now review the Terracite listings. By the laws of white magic, we will now read over the current list of magical artifacts of notable power not under the control of the Three Towers, per Article 7, Section B of Tyanor's Code. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Nay. Motion passes. The first item is the Mirror of Dissonant Woes. Archmage Thaddeus, what is the status of this item? The Mirror of Dissonant Woes is currently in the hands of the former advisor to King Valkar III, whose exact location has been narrowed down to the Winter Throne Mountains. That is hardly narrowed down. <sighs> Send out two Seekers and Servitors Arcanus to Whitefall to investigate and find more information about his whereabouts. After we are done with the current conflict. All in favor? <laughs> Opposed? <laughs> Advised action passes. Next item on the lists is the Chalice of Perpetual Mending. Archmage Thaddeus? On our last reading of the lists, it was lost somewhere in the Nethesas. It has come to our attention. It is now in the hands of the Namari. The Namari. Hmm. I would say it's as safe with them as with anyone. I suggest we remove it from the Terracite lists until it has been proven a threat. But the Namari are no friends of the Three Hands. I dare say quite the opposite. The Namari have coexisted peacefully with the Three Hands for over four decades without incident. It would be foolish to deny that their intent is to keep the Northern Kingdom safe. We don't have time for this. Motion to remove the Chalice of Perpetual Mending from the Terracite lists. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Nay. Nay. Very well. Motion does not pass. Then I advise we send an envoy from the White Tower to speak with their leaders and ask for a written plan of action regarding the safekeeping of the artifact before moving forward. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Advised action passes. Next article are the Black Rings of Arcane Defiance. Wait. Those are back on the list? What is the meaning of this, Archmage Thaddeus? High Counselor, it would seem the previous High Counselor saw to it that they be removed from the list after a very generous donation to the Red Tower from the Nexus Enterprise. My towers had them return to the list for our discussion. They're in the hands of one Miss Mina Luri, a very powerful business owner with no allegiance to any of the Five Kingdoms. By the three... All the better that corrupt bastard was cast out of the council. Oh, what a headache. Those rings should not be in the hands of a civilian. Especially not one with that much wealth at their disposal. Oh, if this were any other time, I would say we could send five archmages from each tower to pay Miss Luria a visit and negotiate putting the rings into the safety of the archives. But, as we are currently in a time of war and turmoil, I advise we make this our first priority the moment all of this has been taken care of. Now... With all due respect to the Council, the Three Hands, and the Laws of White Magic, there are people dying out there. There is something trying to ruin our world. We can no longer afford the time to battle the bureaucracy of our order when there are literal battles happening outside our window. We can vote to cover everything we've had to overlook if it takes us all season, but for the here and now, I say we ready our minds and bodies to remind the world of the power of the Three Hands, and why none have challenged our design since the Red War. All in favor? Aye. Dismissed.
The city of White Fall is in the distance. The Southern Maiden is within reach. I would like you to tell me about the first step of your plan to sneak your way to Andesign, the capital of Danmere. In order to baffle the pursuit of the group before we left Lucinilli, Harthax mm. reached out to Desmond and Delilah. Mm, the Salvadons. Yeah, some of our more unlikely allies who, frankly, I'm a little astonished, aren't <laughs> hypnotized by the bright white light. Too dumb. Yeah, that's maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Damn. They're, they're too inbred to be charmed. They're too wow. dumb to be charmed. <laughs> that went real bad. Yeah, it's real fashionable to hate carnies, guys. Good job. Carnies, we're talking about rich people. Oh, wait, sorry. Did it's okay to... Guys, guys, everybody here at this table, it's okay to make fun of rich people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not I, a protected class of citizens. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to punch up as much as yeah, you want. That's, that's punching Absolutely. up. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. Reach out to Desmond and Delilah and have them fund a little diversion for the party. Of course. Harithax, it's been so long since we've heard from you. How are you doing? Um, currently being hunted by pentadrone death squads, actually. Oh, that sounds dreadful. It really is <laughs> just abysmal, uh, chap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that what all the hullabaloo's been about out in the streets? Everyone seems to be so up in arms about something. It's ridiculous. Y yes, uh, five arms apiece. But no, uh, there's something you could do for us if you're willing. Well, you have managed to make it all the way up to such a high rank in the League. Yes, and it's all thanks to your early patronage. Yes, well, I do think that's quite accurate. Unfortunately, we've been grounded for the past week, so we haven't been able to set foot outside, but... Uh... We're, uh, we're going to need you to uh, deliver a bit of money, if you can, to some other allies of ours. I'll let, uh, I'll let Arvid explain that situation. Oh, well, I suppose we could give you a little loan, no problem at all. So, go ahead and tell me about the next phase of the mission. All right. So, we're meeting with Lady Guestly and the Fair of the Fantastic, which we uh, we helped mm. them with some kind of zombie sickness problem. Mm -hmm. And we had a really good time. Uh, Despite the zombie sickness problem. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. We had a really good time performing and learning about performance from them. And Arvid immediately thought of them because they had excellent costuming and... He has a plan that involves disguise. All right. Well, Lady Gessley gives you a big shake of the hands. Arvid, it's been far too long. We've missed your performances. You did so well with the animals. Uh, thank you. I'm wondering if we can ask you for some help. Well, I think anything we can do to help the mortal dawn. I mean, people still talk about the Lord of Light and the Dancing Thunder. Yes, it was very impressive uh, and... Honestly, Crystal talks about it too, so. <laughs> uh, consider all of our very unique resources yours to use. Well, here's the idea. So we are on the lamb, and... I thought you were a ram. Thank yeah. you. I, I, was, I needed that. I was, thinking, I was thinking it too. I was like, that's good, because, yeah. <laughs> so we are on the lamb, but... I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> And we discussed the possibility of trying to uh, set up some decoy groups to, mm. to help us escape to the sea. So we were hoping that you may be able to help us uh, disguise some folks to look kind of like us. Are you talking about mass scale makeup and costuming? Absolutely. Be still my heart. <laughs> so, so why doesn't Artyom tell me about the next phase of the mission? Before we left Lucinelli, 
Ochim got very excited about Arvid's plan. He contacted the Drav refugees, knowing that they have access to shift walkers who might allow them to enter and exit at different positions. Mm. He convinced them to go to strategic locations where they would be assigned a group and disguised as the Mortal Dawn ah. and told not to fight if confronted, to simply delay and waylay their actions so as not to risk their own lives. Excellent, excellent. So tiny groups of fake Mortal Dawns set out into the Five Kingdoms. Very good. I'm liking all of this. I'm going to make a few rolls for the first few phases of the mission now that you have money, costuming, and a decoy. Things seem to be going fairly well. Now, the sea is in the near distance. Why don't you tell me about the next phase of the stealth mission? Chris will be contacting Captain Regina Spaldwin. Mm, of the Apertif. Yes. The Apertif, which is a very fast trade vessel, meets the Mortal Dawn on one of the docks south of Whitefall. And Captain Regina jumps down from the gangplank, runs up the dock, and gives you a big leg hug because she's a halfling. Oh, oh, uh, Chris definitely kneels as respectfully and as I'm making sure I'm not patronizing her, but actually I would like to do it in such a way that I look up to her mm. in case that is possible. Oh, that's charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And give her a big old hug back. Oh, Re Regina, it is so good to see you. How are things? I mean, I I've been doing okay. You know, sailing on the sea doesn't pay quite as much as airships and they're a little more fun, but... I'm always at home at the aperitif. Mm. So what do you need me for? Well, I have a sexy, dangerous little mission for you. Mm. We need transport to Andesign. Uh, we are on the run. Ooh. And we might die. So it's dangerous. Oh, it's dangerous. And, you know. Is it the government? Worse. It's the commissioner. The commissioner? Yes, the commissioner of the Nexus. She... Well, we will have plenty of time. Get us your fastest ship. Uh, you know, I've never truly felt the wind in my hair. I want us to go breakneck speed. I want to feel the wind. I want to feel the breeze. She, she's a captain, not an admiral, Chris. I think she only has the one ship. <laughs> details, details. <laughs> well, if you need speed and subtlety, then I'm the captain for you. Everyone aboard. Subtlety? Hmm. <laughs> You can always be as fabulous as you want below deck. Ooh. He already is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Captain Regina does a fantastic job of getting this ship out of dock as fast as possible. You realize in a very short amount of time that many of the waters south of the Five Kingdoms are filled with military ships almost as if they're going to war. They cause quite a distraction, but she does an immaculate job of weaving around them, staying just far enough away to not draw any attention and not cross any paths with those that might open fire on each other. You're making pretty good time. You're still in Dornheim, but you're on the high seas. You start to notice as the day gets later, more and more shapes in the sky. It's monitors. They're looking. They're hunting for something. So tell me how you respond to this new threat in your mission. The sky is like filled with monitors, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're just like looking at them and everything. Harthax is going to contact 
the Baron Malfons mm. of Andariel. Well, now, Harifax, how have you been? Things out here are a bit fucked. Oh, I've been watching very closely. Looks like this new device and apparatus that floats over in our city is causing quite a turmoil. It's over your city? It's close enough. That's good to know. I may have more to talk to you about that later. But uh, in the meantime, that beacon is having an effect on the Everstorm, right? Why, well, certainly is. Like there's a big old eye in the tornado. We're, uh... We're trying very hard to avoid spectation, and we have some monitors in the sky trying to catch us. Is there, is there anything you can do to run interference? Well, now, usually our magics here in Andariel are fairly limited in their transversing of the kingdoms due to the Everstorm's interference. But there does seem to be a window of opportunity where we may be able to flex our wings, so to speak, which we have not done since the old days. How, how I miss them. Let me see what old Malfons can muster up. You hold tight now. And the wind begins to blow. It seems as though a storm is coming, but the wind itself is not made of hail or rain, but spirits. Spirits that have died at sea, rising up from the ocean, joining with the wind, filling the air with necrotic interference pulling some Reginalds down to the depths with them. The ship is now cloaked in some kind of ancestral storm of undead spirits. Now let's do a little roll. Mm. The power of this storm is strong. It begins to buckle the sails and shake the ship left and right. Many of the crewmen are holding on tight. The power of these undead are stronger than Malfons anticipated, you're quite certain. You may need to do something to help the ship from capsizing from the power of the storm. I would like to use my High Priestess Ashira Mistkeeper and Garshon mm-hmm. to tap into the uh, goddess Quainus of the sea and sky and see if I can help keep things even. Absolutely. Would you like to reach out and say something? Oh, yes. All right. You all have access to the rose, so you may send as many messages as you need. Ashira? Sorry, I don't, I don't understand how Rose makes for talking to you. Konstantinovich. That? Thank you. Thank you forever. Thank you so much. Oh, oh of course. No, no, you never said the thank you. We never did the thing. I found him and I got all uh, weepy. I got very sad. He told me everything. It's amazing what you've been through. And you returned him to me. And I thank you for that. Da, what can I do for you? Oh, you called me. Oh, da! Sorry. A lot going on. Having a hard time with the, uh, you know, interdimensional communications. Um, we're going to probably be spending a significant amount of time at sea. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you have a bit of pull with a sea goddess. Now, I know she's a, a sea bitch, as you say. True. But uh, maybe you can make her less bitchy. Is there some kind of sky chocolate you can give her to make her pleasant? Sky chocolate? You know, it's gift. You know, it's a pleasant gift. <sighs> if you're on sea, I wouldn't necessarily speak that way about Queenus, but I understand what you're asking. And I think I can help. I'll make sure that she's watching while you sail, guided in her hand. Thank you very much. And uh, I should warn you, you might see a large number of drav wandering around, and they may look like me, 
They are not me, but they are also not bad. So don't kill them. I'm looking at you, Garshon. He does not reply. He has no time. <laughs> da. Where are you going, Artyom? Best not say. I'd like to help if I can. Is Andesign... Which which city is Andesign? That's it's the, the capital the mag- of Danmere, the, the three towers. Magical place, gotcha. Uh, probably better not to say, but it is a very magical place. Hmm, I see. Disneyland. <laughs> so despite the power of this necrotic storm, something about the sea seems to cradle your ship and keep it safe. The sails are beginning to tear, but the rocking stops. And with time, the Madrons fly off and the storm subsides. Now, why don't you tell me about the next phase of your mission? Off in the distance, you can see and design the coastline, but there's a long trek from the land to the city. Knowing that we were going to be traveling across land and that there was going to be some issues getting to and design proper, we established communication with Dalazir and the Midnight Vipers, who we know are very good at getting people places without being seen. Mm-hmm. Artyom, it's so fine to hear from you after such a long time. How are you? Dalazir, you old rogue. We are uh, in a desperate situation. Ah, such is the way of our people, is it not? Indeed. Well, we're going to be finding ourselves, well, not necessarily in your neck of the woods. In fact, nowhere near your neck of the woods. But we're going to need some help getting to Endozine without being seen. And where from? Uh, the sea. Ah, I see. Well? Was that joke? I will say it was, to be kind. No, sorry, I spent too much time around Hartex. He does things like this. <laughs> the reach of the Midnight Vipers is much farther than just Alcara these days. I have plans for smuggling in all of the Five Kingdoms, as is necessary for my trade. I think I might be able to help you out with a few wagons, no? Da, this would be good. Oh, you might see somebody like me. Uh, he's not me. I might see somebody like you who is not you. Uh, is there a cool word? Uh, how about fishnets? Da? Fishnets. <laughs> ah, how the past follows us, does it not? <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> it was just a phase while I was in college. <laughs> it gets really hot in the desert. They're very comfortable. <laughs> very good. My wagons will be ready for you. Good luck. You'll need it. Shit's crazy out there. <laughs> and as the ship makes a fairly dangerous docking job on some rocks not too far from the Grey Wilds, you manage to disembark and make it to the coast. Now, waiting for you there are several large trade wagons with covered backs, with big crates that look like they're meant for transporting perhaps clothing or spools of fabric. They seem just large enough for some medium-sized creatures to fit inside of. It's not even cushioned. How long is it from here to the city? Oh, probably a few hours. All right, I can coop myself up in the barrel for a bit. Well, uh, Dalzir gave me the instructions and told me to make sure y'all get as close as you can, safe as possible. So in you go. I hop into a barrel. It's like home. <laughs> Do you need any extra apples or some some gorp? <laughs> Cup of water. I will take a gorp. One gorp coming up. He like opens a like a cork hole in the barrel and just like funnels in some gorp. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, he, like pelted like with... <laughs> <laughs> Just covered in raisins Just and peanuts. Eaten straight through the bung. <laughs> Sucking gorp out of the bung. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a gorp barrel. Mm-hmm. Yo-ho-ho in a bottle of gorp. All right. Um, <laughs> so the wagons set out in a caravan, making it towards the towering structure of Andesign. It seems almost close enough to touch, but the road is long. Before you get there, you see the city itself as the three hands have a very close alliance with the Nexus Enterprise, is heavily patrolled by pentadrones, madrons, quadrones, and another device. Something massive. Something with ten sides that stands forty feet tall, stomping through the farmland surrounding Andesign, its ten massive red eyes scanning the fields, searching in every direction, hunting for something. How would you like to approach the next phase of your mission? It's a decadrome. There was a flashback to Chris talking to the core of your sword. Chris. <sighs> the legendary core of your sword. It's a pleasure to see you again. What do you need of me? Your swords. And your Tamarian troll knights. We need protection. I see. Something happening in the mortal realm that requires my aid. Something, I fear, that will happen to all realms. I will find you. The knights will slow me down, but I move quickly. Meet us. Meet us in the city of the Three Towers. We have no clue what we're walking into, but it's our only hope. Understood. So as the wagons approach the farmlands and this huge device scans the landscape, you feel like it's getting ever closer to detecting you. When suddenly, from beyond the three towers, a gleaming figure appears in the sky. It looks like a massive bird, but each feather of its great wings is a razor-sharp gleaming silver blade. It swoops down and dive-bombs this huge apparatus, not knocking it over, but getting its attention. It begins flying in circles over it as the eyes look upward to engage with this strange creature. But suddenly a massive mechanical arm shoots from the top, almost as though on a tether, and latches onto the throat of the Corvair sword, and they are now grappled together. Gastil, we need you. What would be more interesting than unleashing chaos to plans centuries in the making? That one's neat. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. You feel a weight in your hand. You look down and open it, and there's just three large bolts from some kind of machine. And as you look out, one of the legs of the device begins to slide and separates from the body as the creature topples to the ground. The Corvair sword uses its mighty wings to slash the remaining arms off of it and land on it, beginning to peck out its huge mechanical eyes as the wagons pass by unnoticed. There is a road surrounding the city that leads out to the airstrip, but it passes dangerously close to the gates, through the walls of Andesign, heavily protected by both mage and nexus worker. What is the last phase of the mission? Last phase 
We had spoken to the Hollow, which is an artisan thieves guild that control the inner city of uh, Anselm. Is that where we just... So in, for the last portion, earlier we had discussed with Nimberwell, who is a temporary team member while Haru was gone. Mm-hmm. She's got some pretty good cahoots with the Thieves Guild from Andesign, so... Arvid, how are you? I'm doing quite well. No, that's not true. We're all doomed. (laughs) (laughs) How's Morty doing? Uh, Morty, are you there? He's a good boy. Here you go. Yeah, he is a good boy. So there's some kind of end of world pieces falling out of the sky, and and we're kind of calling in all of our cards right now. Oh, well, what can I do? Do you need a fifth team member? Uh, I mean, maybe later, but for now, we just, uh, we know we're going to try to be exiting the city in Andesign as part of our journey. And Oh, well, if you're coming to Andesign, I can help you with whatever you need. Okay, great. So if you just meet us there, that'd be great. Uh, sure, yeah, I'll keep an eye out. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I always uh, feel like she's looking at me some... Mm. <laughs> I mean, that is how scrying works. <laughs> so, the wagons come to a stop, and there's kind of an awkward long pause where you're not sure what to do because you're hiding in barrels and crates, and suddenly, Arvid, your barrel gets pulled open, and you see Nim's facing. You're there! You made it! Just on schedule! Good job! <laughs> you, you, see that, you see that giant robot? That thing was nuts! <laughs> <laughs> no, it was bolts. Ah. Ah. Nice. From inside of a crate. Uh, She begins opening everyone's up and says, well, if you follow me, we can get into the hollow and make it to the airfield. Uh, Quickly now. And uh, she escorts you all, including Morty, down a series of staircases, ladders, which are difficult for Morty, but Arvid helps. And through the tunnel work that leads inside of the walls of Andesign, through the different echelons of the city. And as the mortal dawn makes it out onto the landing strip near Andesign, cast in the shadow of the three towers of magic. The hymn sits humming with energy, pulsing low blasts into the ground, hovering and waiting to take off. Lady Almira waves at you in desperation that she is ready to go right now, as you can move into a run across the open field. The fields around Andesign are at war. Controlled teams and pentadrones are trying to take over the city, but the next step of the plan is in sight. A trip into the Everstorm to shut down the beacon. Perhaps a one-way flight. But there is a flash that briefly blinds you. A bolt of lightning striking between you and the ramp as a lone figure materializes, standing in a small crater from the magical impact. He is tall, with immaculate blue and white armor, a glistening head of dark hair and a pearly smile with cleft chin. As he draws a long wicked sword off of his back, it sparks to life with abyssal energy. And he turns to face the group, profiling perfectly for the monitor camera. Hey there, I'm Sir Miles Avendar, and I'm here to bring this group of dangerous rebels to justice, for the Crown and for the League. I hope you kids are ready for the master class. How do I steer this thing? I don't know what any of these controls do. Oh no, oh no. Please locate the nearest safety pod. Wait, outgoing message. Please designate recipient. Stormclad Thundertongue. Please leave a message of 25 words or less. Five. Oh. Storm, this is Kip. 
the Megabooth is out of control. We're flying over the Lodestone Mountains into Chimaris. Can't escape. Message sending. Warning, elevation dropping. Please locate the nearest safety pod. Wait, elevation dropping? But we're supposed to fly over the God's Wall. Please locate the nearest safety pod. No, stop! Elevate ship! Send another message! Do something! Please locate the nearest safety pod. Please locate the nearest safety pod. Please locate the nearest safety pod. Cock. Yeah. Who, who's our outest? Who's our out? Our, Not me, because I did it already. I think that's going to be you, Law. I did the one at the end of the last chapter. Didn't sure. Law do the first one? Alante hasn't done one today, right? Mm. Let's oh, get yeah. Alante on board. I'm all I'm all for the Alante outro. Oh, balls. All right. Hi, y'all. How's everybody doing? Everybody feeling good and scared and terrified? I'm looking forward to fucking his shit up. Uh, if he's anything like the Pentadrones. Uh, anyway. There's only one of him so far. Yeah, four and one so, we can take him. So far. But uh, let's go around the table. Starting with me, Sam, Yay. the player of Arvid Ulfman. Squam. Squamity squam. Squamages? You can have some squamages at Squam's house. <laughs> don't squam on the keyboard when I you get angry. I don't know what's happening. I don't, okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it took a weird turn. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's it. I play Arvid Ulfman. I'm uh, Drew Barb of level 10. And uh, I also have many teammates who are wonderful. Oh. I am one of those teammates, I assume, unless I'm not one of the wonderful ones. <laughs> My name's Michael Loving. I play Harithax, the 10th level dragonborn warlock. Hi, I'm Alante, and I play Chris Sigrand, the crystalline sorcerer, level 6, and creation bard, level 4. I'm Zach Barkas. I play Octum Volkov, the cleric of sunlight. I am also the technical director for Slapdash Studios. I'm Law, the dungeon master of the LUQ creative director of Slapdash Studios, and I want to just shout out real quick to thank Sam Hediger the Editor. <laughs> That's sticking around. <laughs> Until he tells us, please don't say that anymore. <laughs> and then I, I will listen. Not in Sam's character. No, I think Sam's going to love it. <laughs> so uh, be sure to share this with your friends. Have a good time. And if you want more LUQ stuff, you can always check the website, theluq.com. There you can find links to Discord, Patreon, all social media. And you know what? We just want you to come and have fun. Until next time, we wish you luck.